are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Several months ago, we were in this text. Job was writing to us, and Job was the man that had so many sorrows. Uh, The death of his ten children, all this took place in one year. The betrayal of his wife said, just curse God and die. His health broke. He lost all of his money, all of his possession, all his farms, all his lands, all his servants. Uh, His servants began to make fun of him and scoff him. Things turned so quickly on him. One year's time. But then God brought things back around. And it's a wonderful story. In this chapter, about two, three months ago, when it was I preached here, I preached the latter part of the chapter about the horse. Horses are amazing. They can smell danger way off more than any other animal. They can smell danger. They can sense danger. They have ears that rotate and they can go 180 degrees and, and get sounds. Horses are amazing. They're not afraid of the battle. They want to get in the battle. They want to get in the fight. They want to stay in this thing. It's an amazing thing You see the horse. In this text before us today, in Job 39, there are many animals mentioned. There's the goats in the first part of the chapter. There's donkeys. There's a unicorn. There's the peacock, the ostrich, the horse, the hawk, the eagle. In fact, I was talking to a preacher about a year ago. He began to give me all the different animals of the Bible. And I went back and I began to study those animals. So many animals in the Bible yeah, are, are serpents. We have the serpent back in the book of Genesis. And, and you have the cult and you have Jesus coming, King Jesus on that horse. And just throughout the word of God, you just have so many times animals that are mentioned. There's something for our admonition. Tonight, today I want you to read with me. I want you to follow with me, beginning in verse 13. I want to speak to you this morning about the ostrich. Verse 13, thou gavest goodly wings to the peacocks, or wings and feathers to the ostrich. Now here's the strange things about the ostrich. The female ostrich, which leaveth her eggs in the earth. She can abandon her eggs in the earth. That's not normal. To abandon your eggs in the earth. The Bible goes on to say, verse 15, and forgetteth the foot may crush them or the wild beast may break them. It's strange. Mama, by instinct, should care for her her youngins. The Bible says, verse number 16, she is hardened, hardened against her young ones as though they were not hers. Her labor is in vain. She acts as if these eggs are not even hers. She can abandon them so easily. You know, as you think of animals, many animals are known for their characteristics or how we identify them. For example, you might, you, see if you can help me here. You're wise as an, an owl. You've got it. Uh, how about this one? 
You're blind as a, a bat. You're smart today. Uh, curiosity got the cat. A lot more I'd like to say about that for the sake of time, I won't. Um, you're strong as a ox or a horse. You're drunk as a, you don't know that because you're Baptist, we don't drink. But you're drunk as a skunk. You're sly as a fox. You're proud as a peacock. This text has the peacock, and the peacock and the ostrich are both known for their feathers. And they're both boastful animals. You know, the ostrich is the largest of all living birds. God's gonna tell us something about this living bird that's the largest. You have a chicken that lays an egg, it's about that big. But the ostrich egg is 20 times larger than a chicken's egg. She can run between 30, uh, 43 and 44 miles an hour. She's very quick. The male ostrich builds the nest. The male ostrich in the east especially will go to the sand and will begin to plow away the sand. He makes a, a nest for the female 20, a 12 to 24 inches deep. The nest is 10 feet long generally. It's almost, you can almost measure it. It's almost the same every time. The female will share that nest with other ostriches, other female ostriches that have laid their eggs as well. But each lady, each female knows which eggs are hers. But they're careless with those eggs. The ostrich is very self-centered. The ostrich and the peacock are both really, they magnify themselves. I'm getting where I'm going. The ostrich is known to avoid problems. They're known for that. The ostrich will sit on that nest. The nest becomes smaller and smaller because with the wind in the east, the sand begins to blow away. That's why when someone will walk on it, they could crush the eggs and it doesn't seem to bother the ostrich. As the ostrich will time to time sit there, the ostrich will take that long neck and around the nest, dig little holes. What are the purpose of the holes? When trouble comes or danger comes, they bury the head in the sand. You've heard that before. It comes from the ostrich. You have your head buried in the sand. Perhaps this morning, it's not my message, but perhaps this morning, you have your head buried in your sand, in the sand. You are a drunk. You are an alcoholic. And by the way, we don't look down on that around here. But you're gonna have to come to the point to say and admit, I am a drunk. I have to deal with this. I've gotta get help. You cannot bury your head in the sand. I am an alcoholic. I am a drug addict. I am an abuser. I am self-willed, I am prideful. It's all about me and life. She puts her head in the hole of the, around the nest, hoping that the trouble will go away. If she senses the trouble is there, she abandons her eggs and she takes her flight going 43 to 44 miles an hour. Why run from your problems? Why bury your head in the sand with your problems? 
In this life, most people live that way. It's our pride. I read the account so many years ago of a peacock, and these are from the same family. That's why God put them in the same verse. At the zoo, the peacock was there, and they spread their wings. And they always do that. One of the reasons is to attract a female. How beautiful these males are. How attractive these males are. It's an interesting study. But at the zoo that day, the peacocks came out and they spread their wings and oh, everyone was lauding them until a squirrel came by. And the squirrel came and everybody began to point and look at the squirrel, talk about the squirrel. And the peacock got so upset, that peacock began to chase that squirrel. And that which looked so beautiful, all of a sudden the, wing, the, the feathers came in and it looked so mean. Proud as a peacock. You're willing to destroy your marriage because you're so proud. You're willing to walk away from your kids because of pride. I'm willing, we're willing to do a lot of stupid, dumb, foolish things because all of us have pride. Proud as can be. I'll destroy my marriage. I'll destroy my wife. I'll destroy my husband. I'll destroy my kids. I'll walk away from my, I don't care. Because we're proud as a peacock. We have the ostrich. This is not natural. It's unnatural to abandon your eggs. It's unnatural not to care for, care for your eggs. It's not natural to bury your head in the sand. It's not natural to run away. It's not natural in this day in which we live, and I'll show you why we do this. This is unlike any other animal. But it's not natural in 2021 to hurt a child. Whether in the womb or out of the womb. Since January 20th, we've already had four legislation changes how we can hurt babies further. I want to say, America, we're not going to get away with it. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. When we, and as a nation began to, we slaughter a million babies plus a year. And now they're talking about, go ahead and have a birth and, and, and see what you have. And if you don't like how it is, go ahead and you can go ahead and get rid of that baby. You have some decide, decide if you want to keep it. That's a heathenistic society. How, how, how in the world could a mother or a father come to that point? God's trying to show us some things with this ostrich. How in, a, how in the world can a man, and this is up at highest levels because of COVID, how can a man hurt and wound and hit and strike and actually take the life of a woman? And yet domestic violence is up through this shutdown that we have. I wish our government officials would understand there are some problems associated with this. Like four times more suicide in San Francisco than the deaths of COVID. We ought to wake up. We ought to wake up to the fact that we have a generation of children losing out educationally, socially. You don't even know how to look at a child. People, it's just the craziest thing. We worship animals. Animals have more rights than people. Man was sentenced to seven years for killing the cat. By the way, I'm not for killing the cat. 
For seven years, you get nothing for a child? We, it's not natural that a man would hurt a lady. It's not natural that a child would be hurt. It's not natural that a man should not work. Our government is accommodating. Now we're giving housing. Now we give food and we'll bring the food to your place wherever you're living. And we allow people to, to use the, the fields and the trees and the alleyways and the, the waters and they, 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 they use it as their restrooms and facilities. Yet churches can have rules on them. What a tragedy. We're emptying our jails and up in Canada threw a jail, a pastor in jail and gave him no rights to say why he was holding church. We're not thinking sound. The ostrich doesn't think sound. It's unnatural for a man not to want to work because in Genesis chapter two, God says he put man in the garden to dress it, to care for it. If a man will not work, God's word says he should not eat. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you will, with this in mind about the ostrich to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to speak about this natural man or the unnatural man, if you could, if we could use that terminology also. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. There are basically, basically two types of of men and women in planet earth today. You're either a spiritual person or a natural person. When the Bible declares you to be a natural person, that is an unsaved person. And an unsaved person, we'll see through the scripture today, will do anything will commit any sin that, uh, it, because just it's, uh, we, we, we don't have any values. But when a man gets saved, he becomes a spiritual person. There's a life that, that's been changed. You move from darkness to light, from death to life. Notice what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. Which things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14, but the natural man, what is a natural man? That word natural is a word that deals with the lower man. The man who is still corrupt in his desires. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto them. Stop, that's why that's why we love America, and we don't, we don't kneel for the flag, we stand for the flag. But, but the unsaved world cannot understand the difference there. That's why we value life, because the unsaved man does not value life. John 8, 44, ye are from their father, the devil. He's speaking of the natural man. Ye are from their father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning. That's why we believe euthanasia is okay. You get to a certain age, you're a, you're a liability to society, you're, you're hurting the health program, you're hurting social security, so if you wanna take your life, we'll pass laws in the states of America that you can choose the date you die. But the Bible says, my days are determined by thee. Now, a Christian can understand that, but not an unsaved person. We all have our rights. 
you know, you, you, ought not to, you ought not to tell a woman she has to have that baby. Why don't you tell that to that baby? I believe that baby has rights too. And it's a motherly instinct that you should care for that child, but not with the ostrich. God is showing us an illustration here. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. I believe truly, Brother Bertram, that so many in our churches that thank God you're saved, but I believe there are also so many in the church that no, have no knowledge of God. You have knowledge of the Bible and you have study and all these things, but if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. You're not an old and dead a natural man. You're born again and a spiritual man. The Bible says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. That's why you cannot be corrected. No one's telling me. That church, that church has legal, you got every complaint you want to have complaint, but you don't want any authority because Judges 17, six, every man does that which is right in his own eyes. I'll be my own boss. No one's gonna tell me you don't like it. You say, I'm gonna go to HR department and report you. I'm gonna take you off the internet. All right, that's the natural man. You see, the natural man is dead to honesty. As their father, the devil, he's a, a man's a liar. John 8, 44. Honesty. And that's why perhaps pastors as well who are unsaved and people that claim to be church members and politicians can look right in the camera and lie right to us. Just lie right to us. It's no big, big deal to them. They're natural. Lying comes natural. Brother Pastor Everson was teaching in our class this morning again, we're first, second, third John, and the word truth is repeatedly found in those, those books, those three books, truth, truth, truth. Well, friend, when you know Jesus Christ, you shall know the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It's a sad thing when a wife cannot trust her husband's words. It's a sad thing when a husband cannot trust his wife's words. It's a sad thing when a parent cannot trust his children's words. It's a sad thing when a child cannot trust a mother and dad's word because they're not founded upon truth. God's word that talks about this natural man. Honesty has no part, he's unsafe. He doesn't care if he lies. Uh, he doesn't care about integrity. He doesn't care about holiness and godliness and living more for Christ instead of less for Christ. It's natural for him to hurt other people. It's natural for him to lie. It's natural for him to steal and think he has the right to steal and take from the rich so he can have it for the poor. It's natural for him to lie. All that's in the garden. A natural man, we saw that in Cain. And Cain thought it's okay to worship God like he wanted to with the, the fruit of his hand. And he thought it was okay to go ahead and worship God like he wanted and take the life as a brother like he wanted because of jealousy, proud as a peacock, and he did. Then he got sentenced and, and he said, it's too hard for me, it's just too hard. And the blame game begins. All around us, you can see it. You say, well, how do you know this news you're gonna give us? I gave up news in November, first week in November, first, second day of November, right before the election. I don't listen to right-wing talk show hosts. I'm not saying I'll never do it again. I just have not done it these months. I don't read the newspaper. I don't read the paper. I do see the headlines that come on my phone. I seek and see those, and I hear news all day long. People tell me, oh, you know this. Somebody told me some things that 
uh, about my own life that people have said, and I said, really, I never knew that, but that's okay. You know, this week, apparently, a politician came out and was pleading with the people, if we don't get the verdict we want, you go to the streets and you make mayhem. You destroy, you protest, you fight, you hurt. But nothing was done. Why? Because the natural man, the news media, and all the, it seems like mass majority of politicians, not all, and the world today think you have your right to do that which is right in your own eyes. But a society without laws and regulations leads to anarchy and ruin and wreck, and America is on the precipice of destruction. A basketball personality came out this week. Apparently he had to take his website or whatever you call that thing down, not website, whatever it's called, tweet, I don't know what he did. But he called for rebellion and for killing of people. What a tragedy. A news media man came out this week and said we're going to have to even the score on killing white children. And he's not off the air. Why? His station doesn't care. They're natural. We are living in a country as no regard for God. The schools, they've regulated them out. The hope for America is churches like this that would preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. Why? God's word says righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. You're talking about anarchy and killing people. Regardless what the race, regardless what the ethnic background, when you start, start begin to talk about killing people and going to the streets and rebel and hurt and wreck and ruin, that is anarchy. Why is it accepted? Why is nobody off the air? But instead they'll take a preacher off the air, perhaps we're even saying this today. Why is that? Why is it that we accept that a transgender and now so I'm going to run for the Republican Party be the governor of California this week. Because our minds are full of darkness. Natural man. He does not understand the things of the spirit the word of God says here. We're puzzled <laughs> how these and others can be so hateful. But it's natural. Unfortunately, it's natural for the peacock to live for herself or himself. It is natural for the ostrich to abandon those eggs, even though the sand is now and a, an animal, a wild animal, or a person can walk on it and crush those eggs. Well, it doesn't matter. My Bible says, and I, I go back there for Job 39. I just thought of this verse, verse number Verse number 17, why is it she can leave her eggs and forget her that the foot may crush them and harden her young ones as though they were not hers? Because God hath deprived her of wisdom, neither hath he imparted to her understanding. Wisdom comes from God. And he's given us the illustration of a person that is born in this world as a natural man or when he gets born again, he is a spiritual person. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, 
Verse 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Verse number 15, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. God says, I want to talk to you about being a spiritual man. Let me quote the verse. Here I was born, Jack Trevor was born. And as I was born, I was born in this world, not spiritual, I was born natural. Not a natural birth, but a natural person. I was born with the ability to sin because the Bible says, when I was born, I was conceived in iniquity, a sin heart. My parents, their parents, all the way, wherefore is my one man sin entered this world and death by sin. So death has passed upon all men for all have sinned. That pretty little girl this morning that was born Cindy, Alvis, little Cindy is born as a sinner. It's gonna be natural for her to cry and get her away. It's gonna be natural for her to want her own agenda. It's gonna be natural for her to, to not tell the truth to mama. I can recall before I was saved when you heard me tell it so many times, when deliberately, just over a little chocolate chip cookie, I looked at my mother with chocolate chips all over my face and I lied right to my mother. It was natural for me to lie to my mother. But you know, shortly after that, I became born again. I was saved. And when I became saved, when I asked Jesus Christ to save me, I went from death to life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, the Bible says this, that if any man be in Christ, so I became in Christ when I got saved. If any man be in Christ, I'm not of my father, the devil now. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When I was saved, things that I used to do, I didn't want to do them anymore. We sing about that in elementary chapel. Paul said this, who had a political position, and he was threatening out slaughter against the church and even consenting under the death of Stephen. And Paul said of his testimony, who before? Who before, over here, the natural man, was a blasphemer, injurious, a persecutor of the Christians, hailing men and women, binding them and consenting unto their death. That's who Paul was. But on the road to Damascus, a light shone from heaven. He knew who was speaking to him because he fell down and said, Lord, Lord, what will that happen? What are you, what God, what are you trying to do with me? And he got saved on that road to Damascus. Things changed. He before who was a blasphemer, his whole direction changed. Why? He was natural, now he's spiritual. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 19, who being past have given themselves over to lasciviousness. What is that? Uncontrolled desires. Whatever you want to do, if it makes you feel good, do it. The Bible says who before past lasciviousness, uncleanness, greediness. The Bible says in chapter two of Ephesians, in time past, he walked according to the prince of the power of this earth, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. In time past, we, we walked in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our mind. 
and we're by nature, we were by nature the children of wrath. We had a judgment on our life. We were natural. But then when we trusted Christ, we became a spiritual man. And that's why he lists in Galatians chapter 5, the 19 sins of the flesh. But then he follows up. That's, that's, that's not a Christian's life. But the Christian's life is the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance. That's the Spirit of God doing something in our heart. If you'll go there to chapter 3, and we're about done for the sake of time. So there's actually two types of man, the natural, the spiritual, the saved and the unsaved. Those that are living down here are those that are looking for heaven. But as a Christian, the spiritual man, you can allow yourself to become a carnal man. The word carnal means fleshly. It doesn't mean you lose your salvation. It does not mean that you're not gonna go to heaven. But all of a sudden, this old life begins to look so good to you. And I'm a Christian. I'm spiritual. I'm saved. I'm not talking about spirituality. You've been noted as a spiritual. Your name is recorded in the book of life. But as a Christian, you reach back to this old life and you say, I miss the liquor. I miss the worldliness. I miss my dress of the past. I, I miss living for myself. I live, miss my, my own determination instead. Uh, I don't want to be under any authority. I'm my own boss. And the Bible said that at this church at Corinth, now brethren, chapter three, I could not speak to you as spiritual. Now were they saved? Yes, Paul birthed them in Christ. They didn't lose their salvation, but he said, I can't speak to you as spiritual people. You're not. But I speak unto you as carnal, even as babes in Christ. Verse three, for you are yet carnal, and whereas there is among you envy, strife, division, are you not carnal? Churches should not have division. Churches should not have envy and strife. We should not act like peacocks. We should not act like ostriches. We've been born again. We should not be so careless with one another. The Bible says in verse number, these divisions, are you not carnal, walk as men? And while one saith I'm a Paul and another of Apollos, are you not carnal? He said, you know what you've done? You got saved, you're over here, but you're looking back here, what you're missing out. And so you're bringing that back in the church and you're weakening the church. If there's ever a moment the church for the nation, for the world needs to be strong, it's this day. Go back to the world. In prayer meeting last night with the men in these tents Brother Cooper read an account of the Wales revival. How that revivals always come back when a nation turns back to God, when a people of God turn back to God, when the nation is at the lowest ebb. And they wrote about over 100 years ago, 1901 and 02 and 03, the big revivals in, in Wales. They said that when a nation faces rebellion and epidemics, and pestilence, which is viruses and diseases. And a nation has nothing but collapse all around them. They get so low, that nation is ripe for the biggest blessings that that nation may have ever seen. I still believe in one last revival, I do. I believe that it's, it's in the nature of an almighty God 
for he is not willing that any should perish. I know it's gonna wax worse and worse. And I know churches will compromise. I know all that. But I also know there'll be a remnant and I also know that by the grace of God, I want this church to be a remnant where Satan's seat is, right here in this Silicon Valley, when so much is controlling the world from this place right here, may there be a place that preaches the word of God and says, thus saith the Lord, and we don't bury our head in the sand and say it's over, it's hopeless, we'll never have church again, and people can't get saved. People are still coming to the house of God. Can't even get in. God's doing something. And we don't run because you have a problem. We don't flight like the ostrich does. Oh, we face our problems. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't run away. What is it today in your life? What is it in my life? I prayed much because this is not what you consider a Sunday morning message, ostrich. But I like the truth of it. And I pray that today that you might consider your own life. And I'd consider my own life. What are you doing where you've just put your head in the sand and you just sort of think that it's going to deal with itself? It won't. What are you trying to run away from? Whenever you run to the next place, you always take your problems with you. Don't run. Face them. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.